スロットドーンシュー What's up, everybody? Uh, okay, with the browser down? <laughs> okay, we're having technical difficulties again. Uh, let me fix it real quick. How's everybody doing? Shiro Show Friday. Dialing this as we go. What's up, everybody? We've got Dan Retrospectors with us. Uh, last minute. Sat in, uh, I think what I, I gave you, um, this is my new habit is giving everybody like a half hour. You got a half hour. You got a green screen? Get on here with me. <laughs> yeah, nice. I mean, that says, that speaks volumes of this community that um, we're able to get something together like that quick. I, this community is like, you know, tight. And uh, I just I just sent Dan a message. I sent you a message like an hour ago, maybe, and it was just like, "Well, I found out that I'm flying solo today. Do you wanna? You have a green screen. You wanna join me?" And Dan was like, "Sure. Why? Why not?" So, awesome. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, it's good to be here. It's a it's a nice place you got here. Yeah, I know. It's very space spacious. Um, uh, yeah. So what, what's up with you? Uh, since you're on the show, you, you get to tell us about your updates, any gaming updates or any Sega related stuff over there. Now, on the I've East been Coast? playing some, uh, PSO blue burst on the, uh, Affinia mm. private server. That's kind of what I've been doing. Nice. I've not heard of that. Affinia private server. This is a, is this like a newer server? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, shit hack has been around for like over a decade. I think Affinia has only been around for like five years maybe or six oh okay it's like yeah. the most popular pc pc one uh, okay. server pretty much cool nice uh well i mean i've been out of it for that long i, I haven't played blue burst in over five years so <laughs> that explains why i've never heard of it but no that's cool so is it, it, it does it work pretty well there's a lot of people on there oh yeah there's like 150 people on at a time there's Wonderful. so many people oh that's awesome okay well definitely need to get uh get my dream or not my dreamcast you gotta get my pc on with blue burst yeah um shouts to the 22 people that are in the chat we've got uh lucas christian paul board colin pierce hey david zany how's it going kona grit uh perkin paul evan or martin evans sorry jiggle 85 of course uh who am i else am i missing eight eight bit snk boy as usual always here with us on the show uh thanks to everybody for joining us go ahead and like the show right now like the, like it and share it if you can that helps us a bunch i know it uh it gets old hearing it but it bears repeating um it, it really helps us and uh you know thanks for joining us for the show pat's still on the east coast and actually he's meeting up with derek a team today and he's also meeting up with uh bob from retro rgb so that's that'll be fun for him um, I was way out of the loop and didn't realize that he was going to miss two shows in a row, so that's on me. Um, but we've got plenty of news to talk about, and shouts to Danthrax for writing up most of it on the website. So, yeah. Um, as for me, update-wise, working hard. Uh, it's summertime, so, you know, business is in full swing for, like, camps and stuff like that. Or, um, I work at an art school, so um, what else? playing some uh, streets of rage 2 with jesse the other day that was a lot of fun on real hardware so um whoa thanks shadow mask for the random five dollars i will uh, go buy myself a coffee so i can stay awake here because it's friday and i'm uh slacking a little bit anyway uh so 
Yeah, um, what have you been up to, Danthrax? Uh, I am eating dinner, as I often am during the show. Yes. Today, Salisbury steak with mixed vegetables. Not the fanciest dinner, but uh, tasting nonetheless. Nice. Okay, cool. Sounds healthy. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a busy week of Saturn news, so... You have uh, been writing a lot of articles and giving yeah, us a lot well, of updates. I, you know, I, I felt bad. I felt like I needed to make up for kind of being MIA the previous couple of weeks. Um, part of that was I was trying to wrap my head around the big uh, PS4 Saturn emulation story that I uh, dropped today. So, mm -hmm. yeah, that um, that was a, a big one. For sure. Yeah, I want to hear all about it. Um, so did Bunny cook or did you? Uh, Bunny set all this up. Oh, nice. I was upstairs trying to help... Uh, uh, Night of Dragon figure out what some kanji characters were in I think it was Walk and Rotor. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, instead cool. of helping with anything that, with So he's still working on that, eh? No, I know. Uh, it's great to hear them. What, Anthony? I said there's rumors. Oh, there are rumors that, that it's being yeah. worked on. Okay, well, great. Um, that's always good news. Um, yeah, so I don't really have a whole lot of updates, really. Uh, it's except, uh, let's see, today is my 16th wedding anniversary. So, yeah, I've been married for 16 congrats. years. Yeah, wow, congrats! Long time, right? And kids, kids keep getting older. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, so we're gonna go out and do something later. But she's not nice. home from work yet, anyway. Yeah, I'm gonna get um, right into the news actually. I'm gonna pull I, up the browser. Uh, shout out real quick that we have Arjack in the chat too, and he is the developer for ah. the uh, English patch of JV Herald, which I wrote a story about this week too. And we're gonna talk about awesome. It well, was a very big incentive for me to actually make it this time. Wonderful. Nice. Well, glad you could join us. And uh, yeah, I'm, we'll get right into the news, and uh, I'm looking forward to covering that. So let's see. Where do we start? Uh, I guess with the first article that you wrote, Dan, was uh, the one about Sonic Team leaving the door open for a new Knights of Burning Rangers. This is kind of like yep. speculation, right? But they basically, based on something they said. So. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, sort of. I mean, so uh, the website, Video Game Chronicle, uh, interviewed the head of Sonic Team, um, longtime Sega employee Takashi Izuka, and um, the last question of the interview was, with Samba de Amigo and 2D Sonic making a return, what are the chances of Sonic Team's other franchises coming back to life, such as Nights into Ra Dreams or Burning Rangers? And Izuka replied, I can't say yes to anything right now. These days I'm the creative officer for Sonic the Hedgehog, so I'm totally focused on that side of the business. So I can't really speak for anyone else, but Sonic Team in Japan has been ramping up and hiring lots of people recently. They have more people than ever. So, there may be some future where you'll be hearing about these kinds of titles. Now, okay, that's kind of a non-answer. Uh, you know, yeah. At the end of the day, he did not say, yeah, uh, Nice and Dreams and Burning Rangers, totally coming back. At the same time, he absolutely had the opportunity there to shoot him down and say, no, we have no plans to bring those games back. You know, we're not interested in that. We're just focused on Sonic and Puyo Puyo. Mm -hmm. uh, but he didn't. You know, he could have said no and he didn't um so i think that's worth 
mentioning. Um, and like, yeah, I was I was a little undecided whether to even write a story about it because it is uh, very close to being nothing. Well, but, other people I mean, wrote stories about it too, right? Like, uh, that's you, what I was about to say. This actually got a lot of coverage from a lot of different sites and seemed to be um, a pretty big point of conversation for people for mm. on, on Monday and a little bit into Tuesday. So I think it, it was a good decision in the end to get something out there because, you know, it's it's fun to dream in the very least, right? Absolutely. What do you it's think? It's pretty amazing that we even got a sequel to Nights at all when you think about it. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, I didn't even see that coming when uh, when, when it came to the Wii. And I guess the I guess the Wii made a lot of sense because they were working on Air Knights, or they had the the concept for Air Knights with a motion controller. Whoa, mm -hmm. uh, there's a really loud car. Uh, anyway, so there, yes, there was supposed to be this Air Knights controller, and that was supposed to be motion control, but the technology just wasn't there. So when the Wii came out, I guess it made sense because of the motion remote. But I mean, you know, so so here's here's my take on it. This is Sonic Team. So if they just said that they were hiring a bunch of people at Sega, it'd be harder to make any kind of speculation, right? Because it's just it would just be Sega. I mean, it could be accounting people for all we know. Um, but since they say they're ramping up hiring at Sonic Team specifically, that definitely hints that they've got a big project underway. Now, that said, um, Sonic Frontiers was Sonic Team, and that's a huge like open-world game, and, they prob and it did relatively well. They probably want to follow it up. So I don't. It really, it's sorry? the best selling game since Sonic Two. I'm sorry. Sonic Frontiers is the best selling Sonic game since Sonic the Hedgehog Two in there 1990. Exactly. Extraordinarily well. Yeah, it's it's sold great, and and so, you know, I mean, I don't want to oversell it. It didn't sell as well as like Breath of the Wild, but it did really good for a Sonic <laughs> game, didn't it? And uh, and so yeah, of course they're going to want to follow that up, and they're probably going to need a lot of staff to do it. Um, that's, you know, glass half empty. Glass half full, yeah, they might be, you know, putting together some side projects. Um, and I would love to see it, you know. Definitely, definitely another Burning Rangers game would be amazing. I don't know. What would you, what would you prefer, Dan, if it could, if we could get one Sonic Team game? I mean, I'd be really happy with Burning Rangers too, because wasn't yeah. the original idea of Burning Rangers for it to have online multiplayer? Yeah. So yeah, like it'd I mean, be cool if they like made a sequel and added some sort of co-op online to it. I would exactly. love that. Yeah, that would be great. Or maybe another uh I don't know, they're probably not ready for another uh fantasy star or sorry, fantasy uh they're probably not ready for another PSO game, right? They're still they're still stuck on PSO two. Yeah. yeah. New Genesis, yeah. Yeah, and that'll be that'll be running for a long time. A completely different team works on uh, New Genesis. It's not Sonic Team oh. anymore? It's not like a branch of Sonic Team? No, PSO2 has been made um, by what used to be called Online R&D. Oh, right. Online okay. R &D. okay. okay. Uh, who was it who was telling me in chat? Ted, I think, um, earlier this week. That in 2021, uh, Sega kind of reshuffled their teams around a little bit. And they now, for their like internal Japanese non-Atlas teams, they have four divisions. They're just called Division One, Division Two, Division Three, Division right. Four. Mm -hmm. Division Two is essentially what was Sonic Team, um, but I mean, it, it, and so Division One is like uh, the Ryoga Gotoku team, 
Um, but it's all just kind of labels. They're all kind of like helping each other and shifting around to whatever project needs, right? Uh, you know, a particular employee's set of skills. Division three and four, I think, are kind of focused on PSO two and like their cell phone games, like the Hatsune Miku um, colorful tone game, right? Stuff like that. Um, and and they don't technically have an arcade development division anymore. All the arcade developers kind of got spread amongst the four divisions. So the four divisions could all kind of make an arcade game. And they do still make um, the occasional arcade games. So, right. yeah, like, anyway, sorry, at the end of the day, yeah, Sonic Team is just kind of a label. There's sort of not really a Sonic Team anymore, aside from, like, core guys who just always work on Sonic. Like, for example, Takashi Izuka here. Um, and then they just kind of gather up all the developers they need when a project is getting spooled up. And, you know, for the next year or two, I guess you could say those people are Sonic Team because they're working on a Sonic game or if they're working on a Puyo Puyo or whatever. Right. That's really just branding at this point. But yeah, PSO2 is made by different people than the people who worked on Sonic. I'm sure there was some overlap of people helping out on both, but for the most part, um, they're kind of separate initiatives. Mm-hmm. Um, like, in fact, before uh, Fanstar uh, PSO2 videos, uh, like promo videos, they have like um, a little icon that pops up calling them Fantasy Star Crew. So that's kind of their mm-hmm. label, their developer label. I mean, the good thing is he is the creative officer for Sonic the Hedgehog. So, I mean, if he was talking directly about hiring for another Sonic game, you know, like Sonic Frontiers 2 or whatever he would be able to speak directly about it right so the fact that he's leaving it kind of ambiguous uh does give you some room for you know there to be other potential projects you know in the works so this this, uh response kind of gives me fan diplomacy vibe answer you know Mm -hmm. it feels like he's just giving a diplomatic answer that oh it's definitely possible i mean what else can he do he's under nd all sorts of NDAs, probably you know but i mean this is you know this is the great pastime of sega fans is uh speculating because you know we we have to hold on to hope that we're going to get some of these franchises again you know Unlike Dude, you know, I'm surprised no one has done a uh, that meme of the guy with the conspiracy theory, the po- poster board, but it says Sonic fan explaining why Sonic Adventure Three is imminent. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, um, there's been rumors of uh, a new Jet Grind Radio and a new Crazy Taxi for like a couple of years now. And, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, if they're really hiring more people, I mean, I would like to see either of those franchises return too. Of course, you know, it's like leave it to the fans to make that happen, right? With like the there's a there was a jet grind like game. What was it, Bomb Funk or what, what was it called? Oh yeah, yeah, uh, Bomb Rush Funk bomb or Rush, something like that. Bomb Rush Funk, yeah. And I don't. You, I, I'm not. I'm not saying it right. Of course, you got uh, oh Bomb Rush Bomb Rush Cyber Funk is what it is. Yeah, and then uh-huh. of course you got uh, the dude working on uh, on Overjump, which is kind of like you know spiritual uh, remake, I guess, of Sega of Sega Rally. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean Sega fans are crazy. Like they they'll just take they have to like take take it into their <laughs> own hands to make stuff. You know, if Sega's not gonna do it. Someone modded Jet Set Future and I th- to have online multiplayer, and I think Sega like actually shut that down. 
Oh, really? Which which kind of gives me a little bit of hope that, that maybe they did that because they're actually going to make a, their own Jack Ryan radio again. They are. That leaked. Yeah. Like, an actual screenshot of it leaked. <laughs> they're absolutely making a new Jet Set radio. Yeah, okay. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I've seen that, too. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, uh, we can hope. And definitely... Uh, one of these you know but basically uh, another knights game would be amazing i just don't know like <laughs> i don't know if they would try that with uh it's not like they really need uh it's not like they really need uh his name is escaping me now but he's in jail <laughs> yuji naga yuji, it's not like they really need yuji <laughs> naga yeah i'm sorry they've got naoto oshima and they've got several other people that worked on the project it's not like they really need yuji naga um because you know, but again, but again, you know, just because of his name is attached to the series and stuff, I don't know if they would touch it at this point. I'm not sure. Um, being that's the realistic side of me, kind of being a little pessimistic. But I'm, you know, I can always hope. But definitely a Burning Rangers uh, two would be amazing. And like Dan said, if it was online and had multiplayer, that would be fantastic. Uh, moving right along to Riglord Saga two. Uh, this is a this is one of Peter's best of Saturn, and uh, so this is a game that have any of you guys played this game? Have any of you attempted to play Riglord Saga two? Have any of you, for that matter, attempted to play Mystaria or Blazing Heroes on the Saturn? Show of hands. I can't say that I have. <laughs> okay, so so Mystaria. Blazing Heroes. Uh, we had two titles in the West because of the because of the a potential lawsuit litigation with uh, w was it uh, the Dungeons and Dragons company? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, they you know they had to change it to Mistara, or so they had to change it to Blazing Heroes. But essentially, it's like um, it's this uh, really neat little uh, turn-based strategy RPG. Very reminiscent of Shiny Force 3. Um, and the graphics were a little jank. Uh, you know, it was an early Saturn game. Graphics were a little jank, but the music was phenomenal. And the gameplay was very solid, even though you kind of have to use your imagination with a lot of these, like, pre-rendered characters and stuff, you know. Some folks might find it hard to go back to just because of how uh, crude the, the graphics were, but other folks might find it charming. I highly recommend Mistaria. Uh, the Realms of Lore or Blazing Heroes if you haven't played it. Recommend playing it. It's one of uh, Sega Lord X's favorite games. And uh, actually, I know quite a few people who love the game. Uh, was somebody raising their hand? Was somebody trying to say something? Nope. Uh, I was just, just kind of, mm, yes. Mm, uh, mm, yes. Ah. So, but, but they made a second one. It was good enough. I mean, it had, and it was actually did quite well in Japan. And they made a second game, Riglord Saga 2, uh, which is on the top, close to the top of my list of games that I wish we could see translated. Um, it's a phenomenal game uh, from the little bit that I've played. Uh, without really being able to understand what's going on because I'm not fluent in Japanese. I basically know enough to get in trouble. Um, but the <laughs> graphics are improved and uh, just just about everything is improved about the game. It's a Micro Cabin release and Micro Cabin did some really cool stuff. They also did some stuff on the 3DO that was really similar. What was it? Guardian War, um, which was even more primitive looking. But 
I don't know. Since since uh, nobody else has played this game, all I can say is uh, if you're listening to this and you need another RPG to try out, definitely give uh, Mistara or Blazing Heroes a shot because you can play that in English. Um, Noted. Yeah, it, it's it's actually not that expensive a game, too, if you want to buy it. That's actually what I was going to say earlier. I actually did have something I was thinking about saying where I was going to say that... Uh... Uh, it, I, my knowledge of uh, Mistara slash Blazing Heroes was it was a game I was always considering picking up because it was one of the more affordable games to get mm-hmm. for Saturn. Certainly, yeah. And I mean, like I, I think it's one of those games that people pass over because there's a lot of much better looking RPGs on the Saturn. Um, I do think that it's it's kind of like um, virtual highlight type situation where it kind of looks like vomit in motion. <laughs> you know, it's just really rough. But again, like to some people, that's almost got a charm to it. So it really just depends. If you can get past that, there's a, there's so much to enjoy about this game. If if okay. you can get over the graphic part um, and just kind of you know, uh, I guess. Put yourself in the mindset uh, that this is like 1994, 95, and this is like cutting edge and, you know, then, then, you know, you might be able to get into it. But yeah, so the music is phenomenal in this game. Everything from like the very opening cutscene uh, and yeah, the story, the gameplay is phenomenal. Highly recommend it. Um, I'm not, I'm not kidding at all. It's, it's, it's a great game. And Riglord Saga two is definitely one that I hope we see translated in the future because it's, it's a phenomenal game. Really. Um, moving right along and I'll make it quick. Cause I know we've got a ton of other, wow. We've got a ton of other stuff to talk about. Um, interview with Ken Lowe. So this is, this is new old news. Uh, essentially years ago we did a we we got ken low on the show and did an interview uh about uh designing the saturn logo designing the box boxes and packaging and promo for 32x and sega cd and um he was just a young buck working at a agency and uh this job dropped in his lap and and he got to do a bunch of sega designs and stuff like that so a lot of the imagery a lot of the stuff that we know is is from his hand you know like some of these classic ads the mommy what what are those two doing ad the you know head for say what i I remember that ad seeing that and i didn't get it so young at the time oh right yeah you know it's like two odd two different audiences right like taking it on face value or you know the whole innuendo thing which Sega loved to do a uh, bunch of ads. There's a beautiful naked woman in yes. the background. Exactly. Image. I don't have it here, but he did that one as well uh, with uh, Barbara Moore. Um, yeah. So, so essentially that, that interview was packed. It was just crammed into a huge, like three or four. I don't even know how many hours it was uh, Shiro episode. And, it, and, a lot of folks who have been listening to the cast for years didn't even haven't even heard this, you know, because it was kind of we used to do like we used to do a, a podcast and then also have like an interview and then also talk about an obscure game. And so it was like buried in there. So I've been just kind of extracting the interviews and uploading them as archive interviews so that um, more people could hear these stories and hopefully potentially even use some of this information if they're doing, you know, video documentaries and and whatnot. Um, 
he he gave us the logo and the font for Saturn. He gave us the head for Saturn ads, the campaigns. He gave us a couple of uh, TV commercials, like the uh, Alpha Sector commercial, where they're, they're like in a military silo. Um, he gave us, yeah, a lot of these classic Sega CD and 32X ads uh, and uh, CDX. Um, he gave, he, he worked on, uh, the, this logo for the Sega underground. And that was kind of an interesting little piece of information is that Sega was, um, planning on having like an underground loyalty program, you know, basically something where it was just a tiny little logo and you, you'd kind of have to be in the know. Uh, and if you were like a super loyal Saturn fan, you'd sign or a Sega fan, you'd sign up for this thing and you'd get some kind of reward perks. And of course, Sony did that. They, they had the underground Sony, uh, what was it? The PlayStation underground. Um, and this was called the Sega underground. So <laughs> somebody was copying somebody. Uh, but he said he worked on this in like early 95. So I was looking at the timeline and, and I'm like, it's possible that when they like scrapped this, that maybe Sony caught wind and they like decided to do it. So, yeah. Um, but I mean, I wouldn't be surprised at all because Sony stole Steve, Steve race, who was the, the marketing VP for Sega, uh, during their most successful year. So I wouldn't be surprised if Steve race, like already knew that that was in the works and then like went ahead and did it for Sony. Um, but yeah, so here are some examples of early Saturn logos that, uh, might have been, uh, but weren't because, uh, Sega was very insistent on having a a logo with dimension what he called dimensionality i guess uh basically it's that a logo that looked kind of 3d that it would uh that it would communicate the message that this was a 3d console and that it was going to be able to push 3d <laughs> yeah so what do you think about all this dan did you listen to the interview by any chance i think i did a, a while ago, a while uh, ago. Not, not recently but yeah. like probably like a couple like a year or so ago sure when you were like going through the podcast yeah, for the first time yeah yeah so i mean uh i, I was it the the inter it, this upload has met with a, a lot of uh a lot of great response from folks who are hearing it for the first time i'm always amazed uh i'm like okay i guess i guess we're doing something right by re-uploading these because a lot of people were Remember like him wow. saying that uh he said that ice cube was like a really nice guy yeah he said ice cube was a really nice guy not at all what he was thinking he would be like his persona yeah yeah you know? he does have the rings the the head for saturn rings he said they're somewhere in his garage and if he ever finds them he'll send them to us and oh, i'm wow. like yeah and i was just like yeah if you could find them i mean you know if he happens to be moving or something like that and he finds them you know i'm gonna hold him to that but uh but you know, yeah, he's a really nice guy, and uh, he lives up a few hours north of me in California, so I think he's somewhere near San Jose. But yeah, he's working for Apple actually, so uh, and has been actually for year for quite a quite a bit of time. So, um, but yeah, so it was a great interview, and I highly recommend folks check it out if uh, if you haven't heard it yet. So, uh, moving right along, next uh, order of business is the uh long awaited and i it's still under it's still under work but it's received a huge update that's the patch for blue chicago blues and yes. dan i'll let you take this away since you wrote this up uh with our jack you, okay. you guys can you guys can go ahead and take it away <laughs> okay. okay so uh yeah i uh and i i apologize for not writing this story sooner i meant to um 
RJAC released an update back on May 31st, uh, a whole month ago, okay. to uh, his English patch he's been working on since October for the uh, adventure game, uh, JB Herald's Blue Chicago Blues. Um, he entered uh, the prologue, the translated prologue, into the Sega Extreme um, game competition last December, and then... Um, <laughs> translations category but everyone yeah. had no, nothing bad to say they just said they wanted more so that makes me very curious if things go better this coming year uh yeah i people uh, do seem to be responding to it. i mean just today i tweeted out um yesterday you know a, a link to the story i wrote on shiro and somebody today said uh Wow, this um this English patch for Blue Chicago Blues is uh, awesome. Uh, thanks for all your efforts, Dan. And oh, I'm yeah, like, yeah. whoa, hold on, <laughs> I had nothing to do with it. Uh, yeah, Jack, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, Arjack and Dura Lumen um, is your translator. Um, they yeah. they're the ones who deserve the thanks. So, I, but mm. it's cool. Oh, yeah. You know, somebody was like so excited about it. You know. Mm. Yeah, Duraloom has really been the MVP of this project. Uh, unfortunately, the past month has been a little slow. June was a slow month for us because first couple of weeks, I was really busy helping my folks with some stuff. And uh, now Duraloom has COVID last uh, he ta- he spoke to me. So, uh, unfortunately, things have been kind of rough mm-hmm. in terms of getting stuff done in this. But I'm very proud of how things are coming along so far. We're actually, uh, it's funny, you, you mentioned the 3DO earlier. I'm currently looking to see if it might be possible to uh, potentially port our work over to that version. So we'll see. Uh, At that community, we're really happy about that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess it depends on, uh, like, what, uh, so is, it, is it done in C on the, on the Saturn? Like I imagine a game like this wouldn't use like the Sega graphics libraries a lot, right? Or the well, it wouldn't uh, use it, a lot of assembly. The way this was done is I I honestly have no assembly experience or knowledge. What I got the reason I chose this game in particular was because it was mostly just the video and graphics that mm-hmm. needed to be altered. All everything is done with graphics or video clips, which mm-hmm. made it easy to uh, just you know I as written in the article you you want to read a little fervor it uh, oh sure it... yeah I'm very familiar in fact you know very in quite similar to Shadow Mask and K a Murder of Crows they did uh, Death Mask and it was kind of right. the same thing where they took they ripped uh, you know audio video out of the PC version. And then we're able to mux it in or, or you know, uh, stick it in here and then, exactly. you know, clean things up here and there and translate some menus and stuff like that. But they did a, they did an amazing job. And I was one of the biggest, you know, proponents of that, you know, like cheering them on all about that game. It was an incredible the one mistake that I made with that one is that I played it out so much that by the end I kind of got tired of it, you know, Um and my plan with Death Mask is to revisit it in a couple years and just kind of play it in the dark and go in blind and do it in one sitting. Um, with mm-hmm. this game, I am I can't tell you how excited I am to play this game. I absolutely love like the old JB Harold games and I love the Hotel Dusk games, you know. Right. Um 
and I just want to come to it fresh. Like when, when you're done, I'm going to be all about it. I don't want to like play it a bunch in little bits, you know, uh, early on because then I will, then it'll just get too old for me, you know, clicking through all those menus. I just kind of want to experience it. But I mean, definitely if, if folks, uh, feel like, you know, giving the patch a shot as it is right now to see where you've gotten, uh, that's great. Well, yeah. One thing I will say is that we have not touched the save functionality at all. So, mm. so uh, it, it, uh, you could potentially uh, play up to the point where we're at, uh, which we have done. Uh, we finished chapter two, so that basically is everything up to the first disc switch. Okay. Where you switch to disc two, and uh, you. Everything up to that point is pretty much, as far as I can tell, done. And so, and if you don't mind taking a little break and waiting for us to get disc two done, I, it's, it's, I think, completely playable as far as I'm aware. Okay. Yeah. Sure. What program are you using to modify like on-screen graphics? Uh, sorry. What you say? Oh, could you repeat that? What program are you using to modify on-screen graphics? Ah, yes. Uh, it's a combination of a program called Crystal Tile, and I'm using a, a GIMP, basically. You, uh, oh, okay, uh, Kemp. Yeah, I, I use uh, Crystal Tile to convert the the hard the graphic files into, you know, bitmaps, and then I can edit those, and then I can just kind of paste the my new work over the old ones. It's actually been really simple. Yeah, we uh, that's how uh, we did a lot of the bulk slash stuff. Was uh, kind of bringing it up in Crystal Tile, pulling it out of there, modifying mm -hmm. it in. Uh, I just used MS Paint, honestly, and then just pasted it what I hey, did that back, works. or Mompus would pat paste what I did back into Crystal Tile. Well, yeah. I'm not a font creator, so I just kind of you know used something that looked decent in a program that i could actually just like you know manipulate text on the graphics fairly easily right well, that, that was kind of the main thing because uh i'm not uh, i mean uh it, you know drawing text is something that I, I i would probably find a little difficult so what i've been doing is i use gimp to uh to put the uh you know i a lot of times i'll uh the hardest part was actually the main dialogue menus because they have this background and I had to like carefully find like little bits and pieces to like make a blank like yeah for the right. and then I, then I could use that as like a template to uh, put the text on you know for any dialogue choice I wanted. Uh, that was in the game. It was that was the hard part was getting at the template because it had that kind of wooden background, and it's uh, to like the little menu options. Well, that's pretty good that you pulled it off then. Thank you. Yeah, so, I think the the part that took the longest was, or at least was the hardest, was uh, the there's a computer database portion of the game where you can like look at all your evidence and uh, you know suspects and stuff and get information on them that may or may not be useful. And that took a long time for Duralumen to translate, but we got it done, and things have been proceeding pretty well since that was the one part that was a little ha like 
agonizingly slow. It's crazy how many platforms this game was released on. Yeah. Honestly. And then of course I can't believe I actually haven't heard of this game. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, I've actually not heard of it. And... Have you heard of any of the uh, JB Herald games? No, nope. I don't think so. Have you heard of uh, have you ever heard of Hotel Dusk Room 215 on the on the DS? No. No. Okay. Well, yeah. So it it's it's kind of niche. Even even on the DS, it, I would say that it's kind of niche. It ends up in it ends up in a lot of those uh, what are they hidden gems lists. I wouldn't really call uh, it a hidden uh-huh. gem. I wouldn't call it a hidden gem on the DS. I think a lot of people know about it. But again, I mean, if you're mostly into like you know the typical Nintendo, you know Mario Kart and Sonic Rush and that if you're interested in that kind of stuff, you might miss it because it is an adventure game. You know. Uh, falls under that that category of like an adventure, but all, it's is this like like a point and click kind of game. Yeah, it's like a point oh. and click them up. <laughs> no, it's well, it's like a FMV. You know, F, there is some like menu poking and stuff like that, but it's mostly like FMV, right, RJ? Yeah, it, it's a it, it's it's uh, think more snatcher than uh, you know where you actually have have like dialogue yeah. options. You talk to people about different things. Sometimes you're given it. Mm-hmm. Uh, an opportunity to investigate a location yeah and it's all menu driven but then you kind of watch how things play out there were a lot of games like this that did quite well over in japan like wan chai connection was like a launch title for the saturn and that was kind of like a you know cop uh kind of uh, detective noir kind of thing you know it was all in japanese of course so uh right. huge huge language barrier both spoken and written but um yeah. but yeah right. this Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, uh, yeah, the reason I discovered this game was because I am a fan of the Turbo Graphics. And the first game in the JB Herald series, Murder Club, actually got. Murder Club, uh, yeah. Was, was ported to the Turbo Graphics CD and got localized hmm. uh, over here. And that was how I discovered it because I actually. Uh, Oh God! I actually, this is gonna sound so weird, or maybe just OG. I don't know. Okay. But uh, uh, there was back in the day, Turbo Graphics CD. After the whole thing kind of got discontinued, there was like this liquidation company that, like, you could just mail order brand new Turbo Graphics games for a long time. Oh my God! I, I've actually heard of that. Yeah. Are you I kidding me? Wow. Direct, and I got. Yeah, at the very tail end of that existing, I managed to get a bunch of great games, you know, sealed or in, like brand new. And ah, oh God, I that's mean, crazy. That, that's me now looking at how things have blown up since. Mm. I but, mean, there's still pe- there are still you know resellers that have crates of old stuff, you know, that they're just sitting on, and they have you know. They have listed on Amazon, and it's like when it's out, it's out. You know, they update their stock number every time one is sold. But it's like, there, mm. there's like a Game Express online or whatever, that, or I forget what they're called. I think it's Game Express online. They're like an Amazon store, and they have a bunch of stuff left over from the '90s. You know, but really? it's hit or miss. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I I could share a link later uh, in the chat, but yeah, they, they they have some weird stuff. I've I've gotten some. I've picked up some like brand new sealed Saturn games from them. Of course, everything not, not nothing's really cheap anymore, you know. But uh, but yeah, you know, I, I actually just picked up a brand new uh, X band, the uh, Genesis X band from them recently. 
you could get it cheaper on box. You, know, you could you, you could just get it cheaper cart only on on eBay. But I just grabbed one because they had it and. Uh yeah no they have they have a bunch of new old stock stuff but it's always crazy when you find a a resource like that oh like, yeah you want to get everything you can before you before you share the info you know right um, but that's amazing so yeah this uh highly recommend it Dan if you uh go check out this uh this patch at least the first disc I know you have an OD soundtrack in this oh, game wait. does it have like that noir detective music it's got a bit of that jazzy sound to it yeah mm, mm-hmm. yeah okay, that's cool. that's how i would characterize it i would characterize the 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 whole series as being kind of on the noir side trying to nice. do that that kind of like chicago uh, you know gritty chicago detective kind of thing so i mean just I you that. could check check out uh like the youtube playthroughs of it and you'll see what what it's all about but uh yeah no it's a crazy just how many platforms it came to including the laser active of all things you know so i think the only official u english release of blue chicago blues exactly was, was the laser active that's right that's crazy um did we didn't even get the pc version did we it was like that was a japanese thing right i think so because yeah. uh, the only version i could see find here. You know, a Japanese version that you know, even though the cutscenes were in English, which mm-hmm. was very lucky for the, this the project's purposes, but it still has like Japanese subtitles. I think oh. you know, play the game like as it plays the video, like in real time, put up like Japanese subtitles. Y- yes, yeah, you're right. It is even so. This is the PC box for the Japanese. Uh, this is the only PC box that exists, and it has like the Japanese subtitles there. So, or, a little Japanese sub uh, script right there. So I think it is just a Japanese exclusive. Somehow it ended up coming to the West for the laser active, which was a system that hardly anybody had. <laughs> so. Yeah, uh, it's a, it's one that's always fascinated me because it's never been emulated and it has these games and other weird things I've heard about for it. And the, the, the craziest thing I heard was there were actually two JB Herald games released for the laser active. There was also a remake of one of the earlier ones, mm. Mad Mad Requiem. And the weird thing is, I, I, I may be misremembering this, but I feel like Blue... Sh- if you know anything about the Laser Active, there were like these different like packages that you right. had to buy to, to, or to play games. You had the Turbo Graphics version of the of the pack, and you had like the Sega pack. And, and the weird thing was, I feel like one of the... JB Herald games came out for the Sega pack, but the other one came out for the Turbo Graphics pack. And it's like, what? Yeah, yeah that's crazy. I I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's just it's a really everything about the series is pretty is pretty niche and like you know there's there's a cult following of fans. When I did some research into it, which I wasn't, I'm not even familiar with all the titles, but what I found is that there's a very, very small cult following of fans uh, for this series, but hasn't oh, seen it. Yeah. Happy to be of service to them. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for your hard work and thank you for making this available to the public. Uh, folks should definitely check it out. Sounds like uh, you can play all the way up through disc one. You mentioned something about not getting into the save portion, right? Which just means that they can play disc one, but they can't save it or no, they can't. What I'm saying is the saves are cross compatible between versions. We've never touched the save system. Oh, you've so... never had to touch the save system. Okay. I see what I you mean. mean. We, we, 
changed some graphics to English, but the way it actually saves is has never been altered. So if you uh, if you play up to the point where we're at, you can literally when the new version comes out, and you can literally t you know patch your new uh, disk images and then just load up the old save. Sounds good. Cool. Yeah. Well, and thanks again. Left off. Yeah, and so you got there is a. Uh, in the article that Dan wrote up here, there is a resource page where you can download it right there, little green button. Yeah. So check it out, uh, version 0 0.550, and that'll get you through the first disc. Um, so go check that out. Uh, if you have an ODE, or I guess you could even burn it to a CD, Dan. Uh, yeah, have you gotten an ODE yep. yet, Dan? No. <laughs> one of these days. It'll I, happen I, eventually. Yeah, you're going to get one eventually. I know you will. Um, mm -hmm. Okay, yep. next up is... Another best of Saturn, which means that I don't know why there's two best of Saturns. I guess we just uh, Peter posts a lot of these, but the next one is Mortal Kombat trilogy uh, because they weren't getting posted on the website for a few weeks. Oh, okay. Well, um, actually, there's another one from Peter that wasn't posted, so I I tried to communicate that to you on Discord that um we'll post the one about um. Uh, Iron Storm okay. next week, okay. and then whatever he posts next week, we'll also post next week on the website. Right. So we're, we're doubling up on Best of Saturns on the website for a couple weeks to catch up. Well, that works. Yeah, so I mean, you know, Best of Saturn is just uh, there to get us talking about games that, uh, that uh, don't get talked about a lot, or just, you know, talking about Saturn games. Uh, Mortal Kombat Trilogy, probably the best running Mortal Kombat game arguably on the Saturn oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Without, I mean more. So Mortal Kombat three, um, ultimate Mortal Kombat three was pretty good. Uh, it, it definitely much better than Mortal Kombat two, which had all the loading issues and just, you know, it, it was, it, it's hard. It's hard to play through Mortal Kombat two, even though it's like my favorite Mortal Kombat game. I, I much prefer it on the SNES, uh, but, uh, ultimate Mortal Kombat three is pretty good. And then trilogy, of course, it's just uh it's just got everything it's it does anybody want to say anything dan retro uh either of you guys is dan Trilogy is the one that added running Did i think it? mortal kombat 3 had it yeah it? ultimate mortal kombat 3 had oh, it that's the one okay yeah 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 this one it, added the aggressor bar then right okay yeah it added the aggressor bar and then also had like multiple different characters yeah the boss characters and different uh different outfits right you could swap back and forth between like old sprites. I, I believe you could, or they or they were unlockable. I think, but yeah, I mean, it's expensive. Uh, that's all I can say is the long box is like really expensive because I guess it didn't get that m many print. It was a combination of being really popular and also and being the best version, uh, and then also just not getting that many prints because it was late in the Saturn's life and. Yeah, 97 was kind of like that that Hail Mary year for the Saturn, so a lot of titles just got low print runs. But anyway, yeah, so you don't have to buy it to play it, though. I mean, you can definitely burn a disc or get it on your ODE, and I highly recommend it if you're into Mortal Kombat. It's really all I can So I've played a lot of Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3. The, yeah. the aggressor bar, what exactly does that even do? I would not be the one to tell you about that because... D D Dan, Dantrax, do you know? Or does Anthony know? Uh, no. I Let me tell you. The first fighting game I ever played was Mortal Kombat 1 on the Genesis. 
when I was too young to be playing a Mortal Kombat game. And I have not really played a Mortal Kombat since then. Like, I ended up as an adult buying Mortal Kombat for the Genesis, you know, kind of out of nostalgia. But I have not, like, been a series fan or anything, so mm -hmm. I can't speak to it. Honestly, you know, so Captain Hodden is asking, how does it compare to the PS1? Uh, I, I would say that it, 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 where I think they're all pretty competent. Like, the PS1 version, I've played it, and it's, it plays fine. I don't think it this is one of those situations where the Saturn is like noticeably better. It might have better animation. I haven't done it like a side by side, so I really couldn't tell you. Um, but I mean typically speaking, 2D games like this tend to be great on Saturn. Um, although that is not the case for Mortal Kombat 2 <laughs> for whatever reason. Um But yeah, so Definitely check it out. Uh, we got to move right along because we got more like real news to talk about. But well, to answer Dan's question real quick, the yeah, sure. Makes you go faster. It lets you go faster. Oh, like, and yeah. in terms of like the combos, those like crazy combos where you yeah, your entire moves just is just faster in general. So yeah, I you got you. Your okay. Faster. So you fill up your aggressor bar, and then you can do like those crazy combos where they're almost impossible to block. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, that bar never showed up in any other Mortal Kombat, I don't think. The aggressor bar was just in this one game, and that was it. Interesting. Yeah, just in Trilogy, right? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. That I did not know. Um, okay, Dan, I want to give you plenty of time to talk about this, because you, you were writing this up for a while. This is all about the state of Saturn emulation on a PS4. So where's it at? Uh, well, um, it all starts with, uh, our friendly neighborhood city connection, um, Saturn tribute releases. Mm -hmm. Uh, a couple of years ago, they put out, you know, they started doing that with Cotton 2 and Cotton Boomerang and Guardian Force. And when they did that, they kind of seemed to have unleashed, uh, they opened a, a Pandora's box <laughs> for the PS4 and the Switch. Hmm. Um, which we reported on that before, uh, where people were injecting um, other Saturn games into the emulator that these games used on Switch. Well, apparently, I didn't realize this, people started doing that for the PS4 as well. Right. Um, yeah, uh, somebody uh, who had done that on the PS4 for PS1 and PS2 games, mm -hmm. where um, they were uh, taking an emulator injecting whatever game you want into it and then converting it into an FPKG file or fake package file, which is what's used to kind of uh, trick a PS4 into running it, even if it's not, you know, you don't have a legitimate license to run it. Um, and so he's like, hmm, I wonder if I can do that with the Saturn with these uh, City Connection releases. Um, by the way, Malenko just... Yeah, uh, I was gonna... Yeah. Thank you, Malenko. Tell Pat I paid and to set a new reminder. Okay, well, <laughs> you might just want to DM him. He's in New York. And, uh, or maybe when he, uh, I'll, you want me to put a reminder in my phone to remind him when he comes back? <laughs> I, we appreciate you, Malenko. Uh, appreciate that $40 donation. Wow. Is that, that's his, I think that's his like non, non Patreon Patreon. Um, I think. I got that right. But anyway, um where were we? Uh <laughs> sorry that distracted me. So uh Yeah, that's fine. Well, that's the point. That's why he does it. <laughs> yeah. He says, sorry to interrupt, but he does 
<laughs> I know that that's on purpose. Um, yeah. So this this reminds me so much of like the Wii, all going all the way back to the Wii Virtual Console, because people were doing it back then, uh, where they were injecting wads into you know the Virtual Console titles, so that you could you know essentially have like the entire Neo Geo library or the entire you know Genesis library, whatever. And most of the games would run no problem. When it got to like N64, then it was a little bit iffy, you know, because a lot of the N64 games, they had to work really hard just to get them running at all. And so you couldn't just go, you know, injecting any N64 game willy-nilly. Uh, but of course, you know, the PS4 has plenty of overhead, so I can't imagine it would be an issue. Well, um, um, and I didn't get into this in the story because I felt like we'd get too in the weeds. I tried to keep it fairly digestible, but... Uh, from what I understand, a problem with the SSF uh, ports, the port of the SSF emulator that mm -hmm. City Connect did for both the Switch and the PS4, is that it doesn't really have a way to handle multi-disc games because they don't need to. The games that they've put out, you know, officially, okay. like COT 2, are not multi-disc games. So you cannot inject a multi-disc game into one of these things. Or if you do, like, you just get disc one and that's it. Um, and I think some games, maybe four games that require the four megabyte expander RAM, uh, have a hard time with it or don't want to run. So interesting. there is like a compatibility list that works with it. It's not the entire library, uh, mm -hmm. sadly, but, um, there's a lot of games that will work with it. And that's uh, just down, really just down to the emulator. Like if the emulator got any better or if they were able to like, I don't know, figure out how to, how to tweak tweak it see because the thing is if 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 the poly mega can run saturn games right <laughs> then uh i'm sure a ps4 yeah. could do it but it really power comes wise. down to power wise it's not an issue it's really down right. to the actual code itself you know how how efficient how you know how efficient is the emulator right. and again and like you video, said these emulators the... are just trying to run shmups you know <laughs> they're not really trying to run everything yeah, so the video that you were just showing, um, that is actually from a utility that was developed after the first one I, I mentioned. Um, and it kind of uh, streamlines the whole process because the first utility that was made shortly after these City Connection games first came out um, required you to like convert one Saturn game at a time into a, an FPKG file, mm -hmm. uh, which could be kind of monotonous when you have a lot of games. Um, and someone just a couple months ago, which is kind of the impetus for doing this story, just a couple months ago, somebody made a batch script that will just convert uh, as many Saturn games as you want into FPKG files that are all, uh, they all come with their own little SSF emulators. Um, and as you see, they, they just become uh, launchable games from like the UI of the PS4. Uh, so they just kind of feel like their own actual self-contained, you know, mm -hmm. games. Mm -hmm. um, so that seems to have made it even easier uh, to play Saturn on your PS4. Although, um, as I get to a little later in the, the story, you do need to jailbreak your PS4. Real quick before I get to that, there is one other option for running Saturn games on your PS4, and that is RetroArch which RetroArch will run on pretty much anything. <laughs> it's right. been ported all over the place. Right. And I guess back in 2019, um, it was ported by a couple of homebrewers named Frangar CJ and Big Boss. 
Um, they, it doesn't seem like they made it public for like a year for whatever reason, um, but you can pretty much run any core that runs on RetroArch with any other platform on the PS4. Mm. Um, so that includes the uh, Midnaffin emulator, which is called Beetle in RetroArch, as well as Yabuse. Um, so you have those options as well. Uh, kind of the downside of that versus the the newer um, things that just convert each game into their own little FPKG files uh, is that it only runs on a very early firmware version of the PS4, version 5.05. doesn't run on later ones. And also, it's just kind of an extra step. You have to start up RetroArch, start up the emulator, and then pick a game. And these other options, you just, the game's just sitting there, like, ready to go. It's its own thing. So it's kind of easier. Um, so all of these are only made pop possible by running custom firmware, installing custom firmware on your PS4. Uh, it seems like everyone in the scene uses custom firmware called Goldhen. Mm -hmm. And Goldhen allows users to run unsigned code, which is essentially code that's not permitted to run by official means right. on your PS4. Uh, and it also lets you transfer games or whatever other files uh, through the console's USB port onto right. its hard drive. Um, so that's how you get your games on there. Uh, and you can only get the Goldhen firmware on there if you have jailbroken your PS4. Now, I say in the story that describing how to jailbreak your PS4 is beyond the scope of this piece. Right. Um, for legal reasons, <laughs> but also because this isn't a tutorial. Right. Um, so people can, you know, Google search that to figure it out. Um, but, uh, you know, for people who are willing to do it, this is a way to play your Saturn games on, on your fairly modern console. You know, I mean, the PS4 is still getting games. And here you can, can run Saturn games on it, too, unofficially. Um, a caveat to this, though, is that uh, the latest firmware for the PS4 right now is version 10.5, and you cannot jailbreak it. Um, I guess the hackers out there have not figured out a way to do that yet. They probably will eventually, knowing hackers, but for now, you can't. You have to have had the foresight to not be updating your PS4's firmware, or maybe you just haven't turned it on in a couple of years. Right. Um, so if you've got version 9.0, or earlier, then you have the you, there's a way to jailbreak it. Uh, if it's been updated past that, then you're yeah, out of luck. Because there's the no case. way to roll it back. Yeah. Uh, from the research I did, and I saw some people saying, answering other people's questions, but hey, can I roll this back? And they said, no. Nope. Just wait can't. around like wait around another five years, and somebody will figure out. How to, yeah, how like to there crack is it. like a way to roll back, but you had to have like backed up your firmware onto your ps4 like it need to art like or, or right. kind of like uh save your own ps4's firmware and then you can there's a way a very weird way that involves actually taking a solder iron to your ps4 on a particular chip yikes. and you'll be able to roll it back or, yeah yikes exactly yeah, it's not for the faint of heart <laughs> no who's doing that nobody <laughs> i mean who's doing this uh, you know even as it is like I would be interested to know how many folks actually plan on playing Saturn on the PS4. Maybe. I, yeah, 
I don't know, but there are, I, I mean, I linked there. to some of them. There are multiple websites yeah. dedicated to all this stuff where people are um, running all kinds of other emulators on their PS4s. And if they're set up to run other uh, emulators on it, then they're set up to do a Saturn as well. Nothing's hmm. different about it. So hmm. they absolutely cool. could. There's there's quite a few people out there, I guess. It's just kind of this whole scene that, um, you know, Shiro is not really looked into before and i thought it would be good to get on the website and kind of talk about it a little bit cool so the netlink games they work right probably not probably not <laughs> i don't think a jailbroken ps4 can access the internet um because if you did that then so it would probably try to phone home to a sony server and that server would say hey this ain't right and then do something bad to your console so yeah i don't think that they can go online anymore and of course you need to go online to really make any use of a netlink saturn game mm -hmm. uh that and uh you know i don't think midnaf and, and yabause really uh do um i don't think they really emulate the netlink adapter do they uh that's an anthony Yabousa. question yabasa okay yabasa does uh, and I know he's gotten it working too. Uh, okay. So, yeah, with the emulator, uh, and the, with the, I guess with RetroArch's yeah. Yabousi Core, uh, you could, I guess, technically run a Netlink game. But I really don't think, unless there's some kind of super hacky way to do it, I don't think there's a way to uh, actually phone out to anybody. I'm super distracted right now because I, I run this show in my garage. There's a little lizard just hanging out over there, and he's just like, "What? What do you want? I'm just gonna, I'm just hanging out." And I like threw something over there to like get him to go away, and he's just like, "I ain't moving." <laughs> it's just he's sitting like right over there looking at me. It's funny. Um, I'll get him later. <laughs> but uh, I have the I have the door to my garage wide open because otherwise it would just be sweltering in here as we enter the summer. But uh, there you go. Took you behind the curtain. Uh, so anyway, next up, we're gonna we're gonna round up the news uh, with uh, this article on the Saturn Core. Another Saturn Mister Core update. Fun. Very exciting. No, I'm just kidding. It it is exciting. But uh, it's how many of these have we done, Dan? <laughs> uh, I mean, I I do every one, time. Yeah, every exactly. time it happens. I mean, okay. So this is the first What's Saturn new? Core update in two and a half months so okay. it's not like there's just one last week no because <laughs> no, no, when no, they no, were no. coming out at a fast clip last fall where it was like there was a new one every week or you two know i'm just giving and, you a hard time right <laughs> uh, well, I, well i mean hey you're bringing it up so okay, i'm just letting right. everybody know so um, what can did... folks yeah okay. what's what's new in this one let's just get down to brass tacks what what, what can folks expect out of this uh so the uh patreon page for the developer of the saturn core um sarah J uh also known as srg320 mm -hmm. um he has a little list of the things that have fixed he says that he did a bunch of things on vdp1 uh the vdp1 graphics processor he reworked sprite drawing added support for pre-clipping initial support for garage shading so um i guess there wasn't garage shading before mm. in the saturn core um it and it made a few other fixes uh a couple of them seem specific to night warriors dark stalkers revenge and skeleton warriors because he's called those out and then he made a fix on vdp2 that has something to do with the game world cup golf 
game hmm. I know nothing about, except it must be a golf game. It has golf in the name. Very trash. And then there's a fix for the CPU uh, to fix an overflow in the division unit. And then he has some parentheses, Daytona hmm. USA. So that must fix something about Daytona. I did hmm. see someone in the Mr. Discord server mention something about, hey, Daytona looks better. So uh, that must have worked. Cool. Yeah. Uh, um, so <clears throat> there was a little extra controversy with this particular core release. Um, it seems that uh, SRG320 had a typo in the way that it boots, where hmm. he's got it looking for... Uh, I'm looking for it. I want to say the right thing here. Um, it is looking for uh, boot.bin. Okay. Um, but the... Uh, Mr. actually uses boot.rom. He uses a file called boot.rom. Right. So since the Mr. this version of the Mr. Core is looking for boot.bin and it's not finding it, it wasn't booting up for anyone. Everybody was all excited this afternoon when this core dropped, and everybody's excitedly loading it up on their Misters to try it out and see what games are working now. And all they're getting are black screens. Oh, Just no. blank nothingness. Yeah, they're like, what am I doing wrong? There, is this whole thing broken? Man, everybody's feeling all let down. One person uh, gave everyone some kind of hope because it was working for them. And they're showing, like, video of How? games working. <laughs> yeah, there's like, what did you do different? Well, apparently what he did was he uh, manually selected the boot file. He, he like, manually loaded up the boot dot. Uh, ROM, which is a workaround to huh. make it work. You can, well, when you like load up the core and then you manually select what your ROM file is, your boot file. Um, and as they were, uh, everybody was kind of analyzing this, Andy D uh, in the community um, discovered that the, uh, that the core was specifically looking for um, a dot bin file instead of a ROM file. Um, and he said, it's funny because the error message still pops up that says CD BIOS not found since the boot.rom doesn't exist after he decided to just rename his boot.rom to just be boot.bin, mm. um, to see if that would work. And it did, it made, uh, it may still boot, but it throws up this error message. He said, so it's definitely a typo. It loads, it loads fine as in the core loads fine, but the error screen still pops up. Mm. So uh, that's the fix is rename your boot.rom uh, to boot.bin. For some people, that still didn't work for some reason. So they just have to do what the first guy did, Adventure Taco was his name, and just uh, manually select the boot file. And then uh, they should be off and running. Cool. Yeah, um, so it seems like there are improvements to Quake. Someone said it has lighting now, which I'll bet probably has to do with garage shading working now. Um, somebody said the webs in Tempest 2000 are working, so it's much more playable. Uh, another person said Virtual Fighter Remix uh, right. looks and sounds great, full-on music and sound effects, although I, I didn't put this in the story, but I guess that game is still crashing after the third round. Mm. It always has in other cores, so hopefully that's fixed eventually. Um, uh, another person said that the playing cards in Clockwork Night, the two Clockwork Night games, and some parts of the foreground are rendered correctly now. Uh, I even found a little bit of video in a couple of tweets from a Japanese owner of the Mister. Yes. Um, and he tweeted out uh, through machine translation. I was reading what he was saying. And uh, he said right. that the attacks from your Dragoon now have color, 
well, while they didn't before in Panzer Dragoon's Vi. And uh, although the ground rendered by VDP2 is kind of flickering occasionally, so this is still a little glitchy there. Yeah. And uh, after Burner on the uh, Saturn, he said, looks great. Also, um, there was a new core for the Sega 32X since it uses the same, uh, some of the same processors as the Saturn. And uh, I guess Afterburner on that uh, system's working pretty well, too, as reported by this Japanese player. So that's good. Cool. Yeah. So, so that's uh, pretty much it. Also, um, Video Esoterica just uploaded a video uh, of playthrough on uh, Virtual High. I think it was uh, 25,000 subscribers or something. Uh, and it was a playthrough uh, or a video play of... Uh, what was it? Uh, Virtual Hydlide on the Mr. Core. And so it looked pretty good, yes. actually. It was, so, well, it was the old Mr. It Mr. was the Core. old Mr. Core. Okay. It still looked yeah. good. It still looked pretty It looked pretty much like what Virtual Hydlide looks like. Uh, take it or leave it, you know, for what it is. Um, it, yeah, it's... there's a running joke in the Mr. Server that whenever um, Video Game Esoterica uploads a new Saturn Core video, uh, mm-hmm. It causes SRG320 to put out a new update right after making his video immediately out of date. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that held true again today because the, the, the highlight video went up early this morning and then early afternoon we get a new core update. And, and that caused him to scramble to get a new video together, which I guess he is um, going to have up tomorrow morning. So look out for that. Cool. Excellent. Yes. Um. All right. Well, thank you, Dan, uh, for making up for the last two weeks. <laughs> Seriously, though, you didn't need to, but I, I really appreciate all of the content. And thanks, Jack, for joining us. And thanks for your patch, uh, JB Harold Blue Chicago Blues. Ch- uh, folks, go check it out. Um, thank you, Dan Retrospectors, for joining me last minute <laughs> and sitting in yeah, with yeah, me. No problem. always nice to have you you know on a stream or in the show or in the chat uh we appreciate you and um you and i are supposed to have a uh, tournament here soon i think we're supposed we so we ended up on the uh what is it the wild card (laughs) team (laughs) wild card bracket and i think uh dan and i are supposed to go head to head on uh Uh, virtual uh not uh Sega Rally Championship. That's what it is. Yeah, Sega we Rally Championship. Yeah, this weekend. Yeah, we got to play this weekend, and uh, we'll see. May the best man win. I think at this mm-hmm. point, like I have, I don't have time to practice or anything like that. So I'm just basically going on, you know, whatever. Lose. <laughs> Shadow is like losers bracket. Um, yeah, I did. I lost to Shadow. Um, it was a terrible match, a terrible connection, but I lost to him nonetheless. And uh, conceded right away. I'm just like, yeah, you know, I don't have time to do this again. So, but yeah, we're yeah, gonna. I saw that you, you guys saw... were like super laggy. It but was like still, it was laggy. The it whole was time, still though. neck and neck. It was still neck and neck. And I, I kind of feel like, hey, if it's laggy for both of us and we're both neck and neck, then you know, it kind of counts. Um, <laughs> you know, and I know Shadow also recently beat Double Dime as well. So huge congrats on to that. Uh, because Double Dime is no slouch at this stuff. He's he is the organizer of the event, and uh, so yeah, uh, shouts to Shadow Mask for doing that. Oh, and speaking of Shadow Mask, if you guys are interested in movie night, uh, Shadow, go ahead and plug a link to uh, whatever VHS you're going to be streaming tonight. Every Friday night, Shadow does a, uh, a movie night stream, so check that out. Um, and 
you know, check out Retrospector's channel. You haven't uploaded anything in a month, she said, but you still got a ton of great, uh, you know, online Netlink related content. One of which is a video showing people how to register laps on uh, Sega Touring Car, which I still haven't done and I need to do. So you got to do that. Cause I need you, to do I, that. You, yeah. you, you actually love that game. I do love likes that. It, so. I do love that game. I, in, a, in a kind of like a, it's, it's bad, but it's good kind of way, you know, like I, I do, I do ironically love it a little bit, but there are parts about it I like. Yeah. So it's, it's a dark. I really didn't like that game at first. And you then really I just didn't. kept playing it and playing it and playing it. And I, I started to really like it. You just punished yourself until you, you're, uh, what is that? Uh, what is that? The uh, Stockholm syndrome, <laughs> basically. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Okay. So, uh, what is the movie tonight? Oh, Raiders of the Lost Ark at nine p.m. Link in Discord. Uh, awesome. So uh, check out Raiders of the Lost Ark with Shadow Mask tonight on VHS. Good old four by three. Or is it is it letterboxed? Is it gonna be letterboxed or was it four by three? I can't remember. Uh, it's VHS. Um, thanks to Dan for all the great articles uh my pleasure yep absolutely love you and then uh everybody else uh, i'm gonna read off our patrons we really appreciate all of our patrons whether you donate a dollar three dollars we have different tiers uh which you can uh, access content there is a little inner circle deal uh kind of like a, a private chat uh, in our discord group and uh it really doesn't matter honestly any kind of donation means a lot to us and helps us uh, with our ho our web hosting and um, several other things. Honestly, it helps us make the magazine. It helps us with everything. So if you want to give anything, uh, we're great. We're definitely appreciative. But if you can't afford to, you know, support us financially, no biggie. Just, you know, like the streams and share them out. And that helps a lot. And then just join the Discord and be a part of the community because it means a lot to us. Uh, to see the community grow and to see Saturn get more love. Um, but I am going to read off the $10 and up patrons. Uh, we've got Daniel Fredrickson, shouts Theron Brown, David Zaney, who's here in the chat with us uh, in the YouTube chat. Uh, shouts David, Sega Steve. We got Chris1997XX, or is that like straight edge, straight edge? I don't know. Chris1997XX. Uh, we got Stone Man. Justin, Nate Lawrence, A Murder of Crows, Gem Clash or Rank, Cerulean, Normal Guy, Robert Ramsey, Nutrageous, Blue Moon 95, Happy Birthday Blue Moon, just celebrated his birthday, Tanuki Trev, Johannes Fetz, Rowan Dinked, That Drunk Friend Utaku, got Derek Pasquarelli A-Team who's chilling with Trainoco in Pat in New York right now, uh, shouts to you bro. Uh, I got to get him on soon for like a Dreamcast talk. We got Mamdu, uh, Memphis. Uh, we got Emerald Nova and then Young Money Swee. Every single one of you are amazing. Thank you so much for your support. Uh, don't know if we deserve it, but we definitely appreciate it. Sorry. And I just uh, clipped my mic. Um, until next time, this is Saturn Dave and Dan Retrospectors. We got... Danthrax and Knight of Dragon and Arjack uh, in the chat, reminding you that you must play your Sega Saturn. And until next time, peace. Sega Saturn, shoot!
Thank you.